0: Thank you.
1: I'm your host Saul Thompson you can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson and I'm joined this week by my wonderful co-host
0: I'm Michael Smith you can find me on Instagram at at underscore Smithstagram if you are listening to this don't forget to go and subscribe to
1: us on your favorite podcasting platform if you are watching this don't forget to like comment and subscribe uh through YouTube um or I guess uh maybe Instagram I don't know if this would make it on the Instagram uh, as a short however thank you for watching thank you for listening and we're happy you're here how are you, Michael? You're back from <laughs> from your international trip.
0: It's good. I I've been. Uh, God, I hate. I have been a digital nomad. Oh, nice. I've been <laughs> working out of other countries. You are travel influencer. Yeah, I'm. I'm a try. Yeah, so I. <laughs> That's crazy. You can just get paid money to like fly first class. Fly and just, first like, class. Review the first class flights.
1: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the travel influencers get paid by the countries that they're going to whoa and often are like paid to ignore or not acknowledge or happiness wash the country mm. so a lot of the trips to dubai won't explicitly state yeah well yeah um anything that's going on there but then like a lot of smaller countries that are looking to boost their tourism revenue will just invest a ton of money into like tiktok like there was so you know that whole Oh fuck. What was the area in uh Italy that blew up on TikTok? It wasn't Lake Como, it was uh,
0: I do not watch TikToks and I especially do not watch travel travelers. TikToks.
1: So uh for I'd say like four or five months, mm. every you have to go here was was oh it was Cinque Terra in or something like that in Italy. Mm. And I was like, why is this? It turns out they just poured a ton of money into a like tourism advertising budget
0: everything you look at ever in your entire life is propaganda yeah for the record yeah
1: no there there's no like original natural content anymore this podcast is propaganda yeah we are what are we what are we pushing but (laughs) dressing like shit coalition (laughs) is is funding this
0: (laughs) just two dudes hanging on a couch propaganda (laughs) this is propaganda for just being bros And hanging out on a couch and pretending you know stuff about fashion. (laughs) What's up, hey?
1: This is the biggest threat to our current democracy. (laughs) Two dudes on a couch chopping it up.
0: Yo, our podcast isn't big because it's too... Our podcast isn't bigger (laughs) because it's it's too dangerous. dangerous. (laughs) We don't make Chapo money because it's dangerous, you know? They're keeping our podcast Um, down on purpose. Oh, Jesus.
1: I think this conversation's been had by every two guys on a couch doing a (laughs) podcast
0: ever. The, Both
1: ironically and not, which is kind of incredible.
0: It always, you know, <sighs> the crab evolution thing.
1: <laughs> oh, here comes Oscar. Anyway, speaking about fashion, can we get a fit check from yeah. you, Michael, to to start it off, to kick it off?
0: Today I am wearing um, a very non-Michael outfit. I have on uh, some vintage Levi's that I picked up in London for not Brooklyn vintage Levi's prices. Mm. Um, they
1: weren't up on a wall.
0: They weren't up on a wall, but uh, they were like, they're, they've they been like worn through and then patched and then the patches have been worn through. So they're kind of like double knee, but like real, I guess. I don't know.
1: So you got everything evolving to crabs. You think all pairs of jeans are going to like double knees now? Now that those are yeah, popular? Absolutely. <laughs> Convergent evolution?
0: Yeah, man. It's cool though. I, I, Shoreditch. Shoreditch? Was it Shoreditch?
1: No. Was it Cardiff?
0: Cardiff. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Shoreditch um, in London has like a shitload of vintage shops Hmm. that are all really cool. Um, So I got these and I got, uh, I'm wearing these. I'm wearing a plain white t-shirt, just a normal ass t-shirt, but it says Rick Owens on the tag. And then I am wearing an American apparel hoodie. Uh, It's like one of these like garment dyed, uh i forget what it's called it's like but yeah it's fun nice i got it for free it's 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 influencer content oh really yeah they just said hey we'd love to send you a hoodie not quite it's like some weird like marketplace <laughs> thing where like different companies work with this other company and they like send you stuff and you post it and people can buy it through you
1: Is it like an mlm for fashion
0: stuff no it's not an mlm i'm not recruiting you to it <laughs> Do you want to be your own fashion
1: influencer? <laughs> Sick and tired of seeing other people on TikTok get free stuff.
0: Yo, I get reached out to by like some of the worst brands I've ever seen. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, we should start accepting all of them, right? I think that'd be a funny bit.
0: <laughs> Just letting fucking anyone send anything yeah. to us? If,
1: if another Chinese athleisure company reaches out to me, which I'm sure in the span of this podcast being recorded, I'll have three more in the in the inbox... Um, I'm just going to start accepting them.
0: All of the like, we we create a, a brand that allows you your own self-expression through artistic integrity with like another one of those emails and I click on it and it's just like a screen printed shirt that says dope for all <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> and it's like in like sort of like scratchy like Hustler's University, Hustler's <laughs> University. Uh, just any of that. I I, sh- I think there's probably some I can accept without being obligated to, like, write a positive review for them. Mm.
1: I should do it. I, I feel like it'd be fun to get a bunch of those shirts and then, like, patchwork them together into something, like, horrendous. You know, so there was that, that person on, on Instagram or... I don't know if they're on TikTok. I assume they are. But they would just take old thrift store, like, you know, Spring Break 2006... And just cut it up and make it say ridiculous shit. Like, I eat poop.
0: I have not seen this.
1: I'll, I'll see if I can refine them. Because they were they were popular a while ago. But I haven't seen them crop up. Um, if anybody would know what that is, please shoot us a message. Because I'd love to find that again. You're covered in cats, this podcast.
0: Yeah, big cat podcast. You're not
1: clawing me, Oscar. Thank you, though.
0: We haven't cut Oscar's claws in three weeks. Oh, Because stellar. we have been away. So they are evil at the current moment.
1: Yeah. So again, I I have a joke that Oscar Michael's cat is his abusive boyfriend, and every time I come over, Michael and Fiona are covered in scratches. Like we're
0: not covered in scratches. I have no scratches on me right now. Because you've been away for three weeks. Actually, no, I do have one. He bled me a little bit. <laughs> he bled me. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're just like constantly cut up, and they're like, yeah, but he's so sweet. Like he's look so at his nice. face. Look at him.
0: He's so cute. <laughs> he's a fucking I love menace. Him.
1: He's I was so I nice. was explaining to Michael what the, the little dirk thousand yard stare is. Oscar has that look perpetually. Give me He's a, a f- cool cat though.
0: Give me a fit check, so.
1: Uh I am I've switched out my pair of salvaged denim. I'm wearing a pair of uh the strike gold, I believe. Um I was gonna get a pair of sugar canes. Oh, you went with
0: strike gold in the end. Yeah,
1: because I the sugar canes were a little bit weird in uh the front rise. Mm. Um and these are a little bit better in terms of like I have a very small front or front rise, but if I want to wear like them up around my, God, I was get them flipped true waist. It's much longer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's hard for me to find a good middle ground because a lot of vintage Levi's will have a large front rise and it'll give you like that saggy butt. Yeah, these these have an incredibly saggy butt. Yeah, or you have to wear them around your true waist, and a lot of them aren't quite long enough for it mm-hmm. it's a weird middle ground that i think a lot of vintage levi's i don't know how people were built like they just had like no hips what the fuck i, I guess maybe um so i'm wearing these i don't know the model number i should probably look it's on my computer um i'm wearing a shirt from Briarmere farms it's a farm out on long island uh it's got great apple pie and i thought it'd be funny to wear a, a t-shirt um from them and then i'm wearing a, a vintage merrill lynch hoodie um, that I got in New York City at one of my favorite restaurants that I'm not gonna blow up because they also sell vintage clothes. Are we clothes.
0: gatekeeping? Yeah. We're gatekeeping restaurants and well, vintage clothing stores.
1: No, it's the same place.
0: Yeah, but we're we're gatekeeping the combination restaurant vintage store. Yeah. Cause it's really uh I've well I've talked about it on the podcast before. All right, all right. I it's it's if you're a real
1: fan. If you're you a real know. fan, you'll know. Yeah. It's up in the, the hundreds on the Upper East. Side. I'm not
0: a real fan because I don't fucking know. We
1: should go. It's a it's a very good restaurant. It's also like an hour Do and a half. Do I have away to be like
0: blindfolded and like <laughs> Yeah? I you you gonna like drive hand. me in circles <laughs> before you take me there.
1: Yeah. No, right. something like that. Um okay. and then I'm wearing my Boston Red Sox hat. I just got my um, and your hair cut. Um Short hair guy. I'm gonna buzz it soon, um, probably for Halloween. Wait, really? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to decide what I should go for as Halloween, or go for to Halloween. I don't I don't know what the phrasing is. Um, I was either gonna to, going to do Larry David, mm-hmm. but I feel like just wearing. So like, like like would you? I I don't think I can. So okay. why not? I don't think I can make myself that violently unfuckable. Mm. That's that's like visceral You know what I mean Somebody pulls up with that And it's like Oh that's so funny And then it's like Oh oh
0: Cause <laughs> Like it's, that's it's hilarious just... But I am not talking to that guy In like a In like a
1: No night of Night of It's gonna be very funny I wake up the next morning With the Larry David haircut And people are gonna be like
0: Well you wake up the next morning You shave your head
1: Then I gotta go in like Pure but like Pool cue What I would I would die. So his he's completely bald on top, and he's got the long sides. Mm. So I'd have to buzz. So I'd either have the buzzed ring and look like I'm bald, or I'd have to just like straight razor my head and go cue ball.
0: Just you don't have to cue ball it. Just like at least for a little bit of the bit. We've been friends for how long?
1: Just humor me. A year and change. No, like two years. I'm talking about like friends, friends, not acquaintances. Oh, you thought that was fake. (laughs) oh that wasn't real to you you just like that man okay fine you've known me for two years i don't do things halfway and if i'm gonna do the larry david i'm gonna go cue ball on top and dye the sides like salt and pepper or i guess he's fully white now yeah you're gonna have to bleach the shit out of your hair yeah my hair is quite dark it sounds uh, cool i think you should do it (laughs) like i want to but then I've also gotta go and like get it done well. And I have a hairdresser that I love. Shout out Hannah Parsley.
0: Shout out Hannah Parsley. That's crazy. Her she last sounds, name's like, Parsley. A, she sounds like a uh, an Animal Crossing character. Yeah.
1: We talk about Baldur's Gate now. She's she's so cool. I love Hannah Parsley. Shout out to Hannah Parsley. Um, but it'd be like, cause it's a cut and a color. So that'd be like a hundred something dollars oh, yeah. for a fucking gag. And then like
0: I'll do it. Was, there, was there that No, that's like, it. I'll okay. do it. I won't even charge you that much. <laughs> it's going to look like shit, dude. I know. That's so tight. Oh. Um, but
1: then what do I do the next day? Because Okay, so Halloween, I'm going to parties probably all weekend. Ooh, so I'd have to...
0: Look at you. No,
1: no, no. But my point is I'd this have to... This guy gets invited places. I'd have to keep wearing the costume. And then my daily life, I have to be Larry David for... Okay, so Halloween is on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. So... I believe there are Halloween parties happening before Halloween and then after Halloween.
0: You can do it for one day. You don't have to do every costume. Switch it up. Okay,
1: so so think, just humor me, right? Logistically. So if I'm going to parties the previous weekend, fine, I'll have costumes. Then for a party on the 30th or 31st, I have to come down here. You have to cut my hair and bleach it so that I look like Larry David. And then the next day, which I have class on, Wednesday the 1st, I have to go and go in cue ball. So I'd, I'd go from full head of hair to like shaved bald. People are going to worry about me. Like, Just are you okay? Just wear a
0: hat for a week, man. I feel like even with a hat, it's
1: very obvious when someone has shaved their head.
0: Yeah, no, like buzz the sides that were fucked up and then wear a hat. This is oh. too much logistics for a Halloween costume question, like conversation.
1: Yeah. All right. What do you, do you have? A, you have a costume uh, costume idea?
0: Fiona and I keep talking Fiona and I keep thinking up funny ones and being like, oh, that's a good one. And then never remembering it. Uh, ones that come to mind are um, Kenny G and his saxophone. Oh, that's Cause that's I keep good. getting compared to Kenny G. <laughs> that's really and good. And it would be really funny if Fiona was saxophone. Uh, one of the worst ideas we've had is um, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, but switched. Can I be the guy that killed John Lennon? <laughs> Please. <laughs> but like, cause it's like the, it's like the dumbest, like, white male asian female joke in the world because yeah, yeah. everyone's like oh it's like john and yoko um but <laughs> i would be you guys can compare it to It's happened at least once maybe twice on the fucking video of our like closet <laughs> tour and that's like that hurts man that's some of the worst shit you could ever say to me um uh, but I would be I would be Yoko. <laughs> this and, is this is and John
1: and Le- John and Yoko build.
0: Fiona would be John Lennon and That'd I would be good. Yoko. Yeah. Which I think is funny. I like that. That's a good um, one. not doing Rick and Michelle. Yeah, That's okay. the stupidest shit I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: how often do you get people like, you should do that?
0: not so much. I no, I've definitely had that at least a couple times before. Okay. And I've seen people do that. Oh, oh, more power to you. That's a little bit cringy. It's a little bit cringy.
1: I don't know. I don't know what the statute of limitations is for, like, a like a celebrity costume.
0: Mm, we've also thought about doing um, uh, Remy and uh, uh, Linguini from Ratatouille. Oh, that's
1: a good one. I was going to do that with Leo for Halloween. Mm. Um, I guess we are talking about Halloween. I shouldn't have re-specified. Yeah, because it's super easy. I just get chef's whites, and then I walk him around. He looks like a rat. So Yeah, he is
0: a rat. Little chef. Yeah. Well, I think... Uh, I think Fiona's general vibe for Halloween costume is, is like anything that lets her wear a fucked up little outfit. And for me, it's anything that lets me wear like a slutty outfit. Okay. Uh, like Fiona wants to wear a rat costume or a saxophone (laughs) costume, you know, she's so sick. And I would like to, I, I, so yeah,
1: while it's fresh in my mind, something that's been happening a lot recently that kind of, it, it doesn't like bother me. Like I'm not like actively like what the fuck, but every time I see it, I'm like, what, like what is going on? the, like we took street style or like we rated Rick Owens outfits outside of the Rick Owens show. Hmm. But it's just people wearing black. And it's not. It's just like people in like BDSM harnesses. What are you D- talking about? Like.
0: Are you are you against the, the people's outfits being all black with BDSM harnesses or are you against the rating of outfits?
1: I'm against the rating of outfits as Rick Owens outfits when they're just wearing black.
0: It oh, seems like they yeah. saw somebody
1: walking down the street. They're like,
0: "Oh, Rick Owens."
1: It's like they're just wearing black today.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the like that's the like opiumification the opiumification of, of fashion, where it's like, um, it's just like anything that's like black jeans and like a silly little t shirt is like that's Rick Owens, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. With the ricks on.
1: With the ricks on. Maybe I should do Sonic the Hedgehog. That'd be cool. <laughs> Just paint myself blue and run around.
0: One of the best Halloween costumes I ever did was um, uh, Tobias Funke. Oh, yeah. And I painted my skin blue. You blew yourself. I blew myself. <laughs> um, did I tell you about this? No. I was. It was like college, like sophomore year of college, and I wore some tiny little denim shorts, and I painted my entire body blue. Um, and I wore a bald cap, I think think okay um and then i just like i went to a the halloween party i went to was like a warehouse punk show and i was in i was in the mosh pit when i realized (laughs) that uh the paint was not very color fast and i was (laughs) running into people and turning them blue (laughs) like it was all coming off
1: so i feel like Again, like Sonic the Hedgehog, if you get drunk, it's very fun to run while you're drunk,
0: <laughs> right? Like you're just looking for any costume that lets you run.
1: No, no, no. My thought was like, not only are you running around, but then you have the like volatility of like slamming into people and turning them blue, right? Like you get a few of those pool rings and just hit people and like toss them in the air and then go sprinting away. I think I feel like it'd be really fun.
0: I want to be Quap for Halloween <laughs> and just mean? walk around like an idiot, like completely like.
1: Can like I steal s- that? That'd be really good. <laughs> just as you get progressively more drunk, the costume is more
0: believable. Just gets more and more like <laughs> completely unable to walk around. It's funny though, because when you're like acting normal in the Quap outfit, you just look like a, a, a like an Olympic runner. Yeah.
1: No, but then people are like, "Okay, Olympic runner." Like it's not like the value is lost of the costume.
0: Olympic slightly. runner is yeah, slightly. People are gonna ask what Olympic runner you are. I don't know any. <laughs> All I know is Quap.
1: So, I came prepared this week with a couple of things I wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on Jesus 2 weeks ago. Mm. Um and I had a very nice conversation with um somebody about this. I've actually talked to a lot of people about this, but how disappointing a lot of the new designer runway shows are. Mm. Like Helmut Lang fucking sucked, if we're being
0: real. Yeah. Right. It was and that's like the prevailing <laughs> like thing everyone's saying it sucked um which i agree but i also i don't know i do many designers have like a good first runway as head designer of a new brand it's a good point i feel like so uh, give me a
1: second to think about that or rebuttal to that but my thought is like why then are helmet lang or whoever's bringing in new designers hyping it up so much if they know that new designers don't usually knock it out of the park. I mean, you have to year. hype
0: it up. You can't just like quietly be like, oh, yeah, Peter, Peter Doe, who's like the hottest like thing in that like era area of fashion right now is you I just, just like,
1: I don't understand how he fucked it. I, I don't mean to say he like fucked it up so badly, but you're working with Helmut Lang, which is known for, you know, they were like the the elevated basic people. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what he does. And then he puts out, like, these weird tuxedo shirts or tuxedo pants and, like, weird button-downs. And it all looks really cheap and, like, a...
0: He's pulling
1: that brand up from a bit of a nosedive. But did he pull it up? He's trying. He, uh, I'll give him credit. Like, I, again, don't... This isn't a condemnation of Peter Doe. Like, yeah. he maybe...
0: Was, he also made three fucking seasons this year.
1: Yeah, he did, right? Yeah. So he did... Yeah, he did.
0: He in in what must be, well, I mean, I don't know how long you like work on a season while your other season's coming out, but like yeah. it's been six months since his most recent Peter Doe season. Yeah. So in that six months, he's done his own uh Banana Republic. Yeah, I was gonna I feel totally, totally, helmet, which is really kinda crazy. Republic. Um to be in charge of all of that. And I don't know how sustainable that is. So Alexandra Hildreth made a really good point. Like Banana Republic, Peter
1: Doe, all the stuff is really expensive. Like super expensive. Who is that for? Right, like,
0: is it less expensive than Peter Doe?
1: I think it's more expensive, to be honest. I mean, it, it depends on what you're buying, but where I find Peter Doe is like the real real, which mm. is where a lot of it falls to.
0: I don't know what the retail prices are like.
1: So I think retail prices for the boots are around seven to eight hundred. Really? I think so. That's low. Mm. It well, this is also when I was like really looking for him a couple of years what is ago. What does a Peter
0: Doe suit cost?
1: L- I will look that up. But like again, Banana Republic, even though they did that rebrand and they tried to
0: They've been trying so hard <sighs> for like a decade to be yeah. cool again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they pay a lot of money to get people to talk about how cool they are, and I don't think they've managed to convince but They people. haven't
0: paid us yet. So we can talk I got shit. Stuff. Oh yeah,
1: you did. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made me pay taxes on it.
0: It's like <laughs> so four hundred dollars. It shit.
1: fucking sucked. Um, I mean, so a pair of pants, normal straight leg pants, are eleven hundred.
0: Okay, yeah, that's sort of what I expected.
1: But yeah, maxi pleated mean It's a beautiful skirt, but it's twenty eight hundred. Blazers $2,
0: like two, three thousand. It's
1: it's I, like I'm on my phone. I'm sorry. It, website is not very searchable. But like, even the the fucked up shirts retail for like. 750
0: and i think that the banana republic stuff is cheaper than that slightly basic teas are like 100
1: yeah but that's also a banana republic basic i know tea. i know like, but
0: that's what i'm saying no but
1: uh, so uh, again back to like the core point like who is that for right like fashion people yes they'll get excited but they're not going to be sustained customers because fashion people especially in the circles that we run in are fickle right it's very flavor of the week I'm I'm not saying you or I, I think you or I are very dedicated to whatever we like, whatever it is. But in general, the fashion crowd is very fickle and it's hard to keep their attention on something.
0: I think there's probably two like possible routes here where sure. there, there are people who have like desired Peter Doe stuff like people who are not as invested in like not spending money as you and I are. Yeah. Who have been interested in, Been interested in Peter Doe for a long time, but it's like still crazy to spend three thousand dollars on a suit.
1: Don't get me wrong, I've followed Peter Doe for four years now, three years. I've never bought anything from the brand because it's so expensive. This isn't about you. No, 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 but I'm using like again, like I'm somebody who will spend money on something that he really likes or Uh, thinks is worth it or is price accessible or whatever it is. And even with the Banana Republic Peter Doe stuff, which is cool, it looks cool it didn't clear that like this is cool enough for me to spend money on retail
0: right but you're not the you're not the target the here i'm going to look this up okay all of the um all of these like mall tier with high designer things are aimed at like sort of aimed at people who know who peter doe is like intentionally and like really like who he is but can't afford it but probably what it's more aimed at is people who shop at Banana Republic, because a lot of people, banana, tons of people shop at Banana Republic that probably have more money than Banana Republic money. Some people don't. Do they? Yeah. There is, oh, the I unit. just feel like the the the
1: um, expectation when you walk into a Banana Republic are not Peter Doe prices. Even with the rebrand that they've done, and I understand that they've pivoted and whatever it is, I think that the prevailing, you know, like what they were from 2008 to 2015 maybe even 2014, like, you know, before they really started this big pivot, like, what, you'd go to Banana Republic for, like, $60 khakis or, like, $40 chinos, right? Like, I I feel like the pivot is not yet ingrained enough to where people are like, yes, Banana Republic can charge $1,200 for a coat, and I'm going to go and buy that.
0: They're not charging $1,200 for a coat, are they?
1: Yeah, the the Peter Doe stuff is, like, $1,200.
0: The pants are $200, already sold out. Well, how uh, much is that coat? That's a thousand dollars for a coat. Um some of this shit is like within Peter Doe prices. Or within sorry, within Banana Republic prices. I mean,
1: it, like again, like the stuff is really cool. We're looking at the just you know, BRX Peter Doe detachable utility trench. It's twelve hundred dollars. It's really cool. So um
0: so there are people with not enough money to buy Peter Doe, but more money than Banana Republic. Like people who shop Am I going to be able to finish this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. People
0: who shop in Banana Republic. <laughs> Actually, sorry. <laughs> people who shop in Banana Republic, like, there's, there's a weird group of people who have tons of money, but still shop like middle of the mall brands. And they buy tons mm. of it. Really? They buy tons of it, but they don't, they could buy, like it's, it's the like constant consumerism thing. Um, oh, I, okay. There's like people who have tons of money. They can go drop thousands at banana Republic very easily. Are they I've, that common? I used to work there, man.
1: I keep forgetting this. Yeah, you did.
0: There are people who like think that banana Republic is like, cause they're not that into fashion. They think banana Republic is some sort of like, like higher. It's branded as like a higher end thing, even if it's not sure. Um, even mm. if it's like every price is actually permanently 40% less than what you think it is. Yeah. Um, and those people probably have heard the name Peter Doe and are like, "Oh, that's cool." Has that's Peter Doe gotten thing? that big? I, I yeah, am also struggling like a little
1: bit with understanding Peter Doe as somebody who's not just, "Oh, he's the next Phoebe Philo for this one like cult group of Phoebe Philo." Fans. It's like
0: people who get Vogue emails. Okay. Okay, that's fair. They know who Peter Doe is. Like they've heard that name. Okay. Um, God,
1: I'm so out of touch with like normal fashion. Consumers, I need to go talk to people.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's <laughs> God's eye. I think that I do th- like this stuff is cool, and I it think is cool. It will I agree. sell. Yeah, um, a bunch of it's already sold out.
1: I, I do you think the run was big? Like the
0: at first, maybe not, but like yeah. people are buying it for sure. Yeah. Um, like here's a here's a let's see what is a Peter Doe laser. I'm going to guess $2,600. $3,000. That
1: was close. Price was so
0: good. a Peter Doe Blazer is $3,000. A Banana Republic Peter Doe Blazer is $700. In that gap, there are a lot of people. I thought we were talking
1: about Banana Republic. What? You said in that gap? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dumbest the, fucking joke I could have made.
0: In the below $700. yes. Yeah. But like in the in the willing to spend over seven hundred dollars but not willing to spend three thousand dollars, there's probably a ton of people who know who Peter Doe is. Yeah.
1: Okay. You've convinced me. I'm just still skeptical.
0: I mean, it's not going to sell to a normal banana republic customer. I am I can already hear my old boss giving me like the rundown on how we're selling this to a standard banana republic customer okay and i can already see it not how working. yeah
1: how how what would the rundown be <laughs> so i'm i'm you at oh banana no. republic oh yeah no. can i have your glasses you're your boss <laughs> all right hold on
0: all right so today we're wait, wait, hold on let me put on <laughs> my glasses
1: hey boss sorry i'm 30 minutes late my fixed speed bicycle broke <laughs> anyway uh so yeah we just got something in what's what's new <laughs>
0: I'm not fucking doing this. <laughs> so we're really excited about the Peter Doe collection that Great. just launched. It's going to be a tough sell because a lot of our customers... <laughs> fucking hate this. Why do I feel like I'm in therapy? <laughs> Working through my banana republic trauma. No, it's just this idea that like, they're like... They're always convinced, like, I know that some of our customers will be interested in this. If you tell them about Peter Doe and tell them that it's like, I'm not I'm not being my boss anymore. You can stop looking at me like that. Okay. You can stop making Michael face at me. <laughs> Michael?
1: <laughs> you pull up to the function and <laughs> they're all doing Michael face.
0: My my homie just said something so soul phobic to me that I just <laughs> had to give him that Michael stare. So, yeah, like... We've gotten way off topic here, but no, I think it's I think so it's still
1: an interesting topic.
0: Here's the thing: I think Peter Doe this year was great. His actual runway, yeah, was great. Banana Republic Peter Doe second place, cool. Third place helmet.
1: No, f- third place would be like nothing. Fourth place is helmet. <laughs> helmet was really bad. I- I've never seen so much stuff on the runway look cheap, mm. and not even like I've seen stuff on the runway look unfinished, and I've seen stuff look untailored. I've never seen so much stuff look cheap. Like, they walked down. I was like, what the fuck is that? There's,
0: like, like, I don't have a huge recollection of, like, a lot of... Well, no. There's been, like, three recent large head designer transitions.
1: Raph Simmons, Peter Doe. Oh, I
0: didn't even think about Raph Simmons. His
1: first... I mean, because he also had Miuccia Prada. Like, it wasn't just him. You know what I mean? Yeah, did
0: wait? They're, like, co-head designers. Yeah. But, like, Raph Simmons stepped down... He stepped down from his own brand. Yeah. Did anyone like... Is it done or did someone They in? finished, I believe, last year. Okay. Um, and it's done. So no as more. far as like new people taking up the helm... Sure. There's been whoever that guy is at Gucci oh. who looks exactly like Alessandro. Yeah. I, I, don't, um, I don't know. This, uh, yeah. Louis Vuitton, Pharrell. So and, is he
1: the head designer or the creative director? I always get it confused. Oh.
0: Do they... Yeah. What's the distinction there?
1: So I know Virgil was both...
0: I think he might be both. Okay, because he was like very directly involved in the like design aspects of it.
1: But I could tell
0: <laughs> the like Gucci was one of the worst things I've ever seen. That fucking sucked. Yeah, that was ass.
1: Yeah, but my point is, at least the stuff looked. I wouldn't even say expensive because nobody no, wore, that like shit looked
0: like two thousand five H and M.
1: Maybe I'm forgetting the first one and I'm thinking the of the second very, one.
0: Yeah, the second one was better, but still kind of shit. Okay. Um, the first post-Alessandro Gucci season is unlike um, they might have been scrambling. Was that the one after left. the twins? They did that no. runway show with all twins. Was that the last? No, I think there was another show. All right. So spring 2023 Gucci was the twin season, which yes. is one of my favorites. That not just really for cool. the like concept, but like. The I like the people. the
1: where they all carried their heads. Like oh, it's a basic yeah. pick, but that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Um fall twenty twenty three, the first like post post-Alessandro season is so boring.
1: Yeah, so it, it was the one directly after. It was the one so directly they went after from, that. They went from an MVP season to riding the bench. Yeah. Probably absolutely. out of the league. And that shit looks
0: like it's like I feel like they were oh, trying Oh, it's just
1: like the boring ass t shirts.
0: What's yeah, it's not even that. There's like it feels like they were trying to you won't be able to click it because it's vogue and it needs me to sign in. Oh, um like that. It's like they were trying to recapture this, like, 2005, like, Gucci luxury aesthetic. But it's so, like, recycled at this point. It looked like H&M to me. It's really rare for us to have, like, actual, concrete, specific fashion opinions. And I find that interesting that we're doing this right now. You and I? Yeah. It's very rare for us to, like, actually, you know, we're a fashion podcast. But I don't know if we always have, like, these, like... Um if you're hearing this and you and you think we're wrong, message us on Pair of Kings uh Instagram mm. and uh we will let you join the Discord to fight us.
1: Or I mean, even if you don't <laughs> think we're wrong, just message us something about the Gucci collections as of late. Uh, uh, we'll... For an invite to the Pair of Kings Discord.
0: Um so um I want to see if I can pull up pictures of this. This is the, the, you know, this is the boring part of the,
1: um, yeah. I, so again, like Gucci has been really, I don't want to say waffling, but they've just been trying to like,
0: they're trying to get uh, back to something. I mean, that they it's had it's pre- the same thing
1: that Louis Vuitton is doing where they're like, you know, or like, uh, what studios did with like pop smoke where they like flip them upside down and like dangle their corpse for any good ideas mm-hmm. that might fall out. Like, you know, that's dark and I acknowledge that, but, Again, like a great designer leaves for – his stuff just wasn't selling, right? They weren't making like their 9% quarterly – own. Like, Yeah,
0: I don't even know what it is. It was a like it's a financial decision, and yeah. I think
1: it's so stupid because
0: – It was like – it wasn't even – it was like don't. a – not like they were like, your stuff's not selling leave. They were like, you have to do this. Yeah. And he was like, no. Like, he, you know, he doesn't want someone else. He essentially left because they were like trying to take too much control well, is my understanding. I,
1: I I understand if they're like, listen – Your runways are really cool. The more out there stuff is there. But what makes us money are these fucking Gucci buckle T-shirts that we sell for $8.95 on our website. Can you just update that? And if he said no. I don't think it was that. No, but what I'm saying is like if it's just about turning a profit. There's so many avenues that Gucci can make to just make a ton of money. And somehow not only have they alienated a very good designer, but they've made their brand fucking suck shit. When was the last time you thought about Gucci as like, a, oh, that's interesting.
0: When Alessandro was there. Thank you. But right? which, you know, I mean, granted, probably we are not the customer base, but I don't know. Something about like it, caring is making kind of a lot of dog shit decisions that are entirely like profit motivated lately. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, um, so like one of the best, like new designer taking up the helm seasons I can mm. think of is, um, Matthew Blazy Bottega fall, winter, 2022.
1: What was in that? So I, like, I, yes, I, I know what you're talking about, but what mm. items in particular,
0: one of my favorite things, and it's something that's carried through every Bottega season since is the entirely leather outfit that doesn't look like leather
1: yeah those are incredible i the jean the not leather jeans
0: yeah the like the leather jeans that are not jeans those are so fucking cool and, and then then the minecraft <laughs> shirts like it's
1: campy <laughs> and i know people don't like it because like oh minecraft shirt that's cool to put yeah. that on a runway like good for you i applied for a job at bottega and i'm really? hoping that i get it yeah Doing they what? have a it's in milan this summer it's a um oh. Uh, sustainability and production supply chain internship. Nice. I uh, hope I get it. If um, I get that, all the homies getting not jeans,
0: all the homies getting leather pants. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was, cause he sort of made an iteration of that outfit. Yeah. Every. And I really like when you see like consistency, it's not like recycling, but when you see like the same outfit from previous runway, but like now sort of updated yeah. and it was like fall 2022, he did this like it's like leather jeans and a white leather tank top Mm. and then the next season was really similar jeans and then like a white button-up shirt and then the most recent season someone was carrying a bag that had that outfit in it that's so sick
1: it's cool yeah it's cool that i mean again i think that it's easy to lose the fact that runway shows are shows and they are At a a certain level, like theater and a performance and there's a story being told, right? And I think, again, like a lot of fashion guys especially are too focused on the clothes or too focused on like what's going on season by season, especially because fashion is so like frantic right now. It's hard to – like I didn't clock that genuinely. I was like, oh, like now that you explained it, it's cool that there's a through line. It's cool that there's some sort of story being told. It's cool that he's calling back to his own stuff. That's great, and I, I don't know. I don't think I know enough about Runways to really dig into it and really be able to have an opinion or voice. This is a any- far
0: cry from our conversation about Av, Av, Av.
1: Well, okay, no, but that's on one single show. Mm. I can have an opinion on a one single show. I can't have an opinion on like a four-season run because I just don't have the memory for All right, for so
0: let Av, Av, Av do two more seasons, and then we'll yeah, talk okay, about we'll it. we'll talk. I um, listen,
1: I'm a fan of Av Av I just didn't like that show.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um I um I think there's like a really fine line with like self-reference and repetition. Yeah. This might be sort of the crux of the, the helmet lang debate, but there's like a there's a really fine line between like referencing yourself and like a like um expanding on your previous work. Yeah. And just making boring shit. Well, there's like another, repeat. yeah. Like the, the yeah. sort of the, the thing that's been haunting Rick for the last few seasons is that he's sort of not making anything new.
1: He broke out of that this most recent season, right? A lot of people really like it.
0: I think he broke out of that. I would say, so he's, the problem is he's broken out of it a couple times. Okay. Like he'll do, you know, since Larry, pretty much every season has been this like kiss heels, joggers, DV shirts. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, he broke out of that for um, Strobe, the one where everyone had the lights on the yeah, head. Yeah. What um, about, f- uh, is it Fogashit? Fogashit was pretty good, but it's like mostly that was just like flowier. That was like beachwear version of like the previous season. Like it's it's better, but it's still like, it, it's an up and down. He always seems to sort it's of fall back is kicking on the same ass, I'm sorry. stuff. Is it actually? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm- are you doing okay? I'm doing all right. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> should I be talking to you about this like this?
1: No, no, no. I I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: He um he always falls back on the same stuff and like I can't even is keep that track because of the he knows anymore. that people
1: like it or because it sells or like what?
0: I mean, probably it's partially that it sells and like it's doing really well. It's good stuff. It's just like and I get that it's a business and you sort yeah. of have to stick with what sells, but like some of it gets really boring. I think Luxor or Edfu, I get the two confused. One of them was like... How could you? It's. I think it's Edfu. Edfu okay. is like really... Like, I could look at two seasons, pick one material from one and one, like, silhouette from the other, and that's what he did. Oh, he just did, like... He took a material from Tequaddle and mixed it with, like, a, a different... Actually, no, even it was, like, all from tech. It was, like, he just, like, mixed and matched materials and silhouettes from an old season. But that's he does that really well. Sometimes like he does self-reference really well. Sometimes yeah. I feel like part of the problem with helmet Lang was that it was too much of a, like it was too much of a, like looking into the archives, pulling out stuff that he thought was important and like trying to like rehash it.
1: But he did no jeans. Like I hate to say it, like in, in, in what seems like a desperation move, they're re re releasing that cowboy shirt, mm. you know, that, that like classic one that helmet Lang, they're just, re-releasing it. There's not like an update. There's no yeah. like Peter Doe freaked it type shit. It's just the same shirt re-released.
0: I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because this is his first season at the end. Sure. sure. And I think there's a chance that it's just like, he's playing it a little too safe. Okay. Um. I, I messaged, Uh. I messaged Jose about not liking that season and, and he had strong words for me about it. That he did like it. Not it's hard to say that he did like it, but he had like strong words in defense of. Um, I'm getting
1: I'm getting food with him uh this week. I'll I'll yell at him about this as well. All
0: right, tight. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I'm willing to like <coughs> accept that one. He didn't have like complete creative control. I yeah. it's not his yeah. brand. Yeah, it's like him as like a a like creative director, head designer. Uh,
1: I, I think Easy he's terms. the head designer. I, I don't see, so it's interesting at a lot of these brands, a lot of popular designers or rappers or celebrities are brought on to these brands and they fill one of two roles, but the which is head designer or creative director. Mm-hmm. But the designation of how much control they have is not clear at all. Like a CEO gets hired and that's the chief what executive officer. There's a CSO, chief sustainability officer. Yeah. There's... CR, right? They're very de- like delineated and clear roles. But you see Peter Doe as a head designer, you see Raph Simmons as a head designer, and you see Rick Owens as a head designer. And they have th-
0: very different levels of like what their actual involvement is. Exactly,
1: but they're all called the same thing. And so when I think and it is a fault of my own as well, but when you see Peter Doe head designer, you assume just because it's a head designer he has a lot more creative control than maybe he does or yeah. maybe he doesn't i don't actually know but it's hard to tell um and i wish it was a little bit more transparent talking about transparency i could talk uh if we can transition away
0: um i can i ask one more question yeah yeah what was the thing that future got picked for what's the thing future's designing he isn't it future
1: um oh. i think you're right ah uh, fuck is it Fendi? It's something ridiculous.
0: Uh, you can't Google Future Designer. <laughs> uh, you have Future Hendrix, maybe. Future is is Lanvin. It's oh. Lan, but it's it's Lanvin. 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 <laughs> Lanvin. Labs' first guest creative, and it's called Lanvin Labs. So it's it's not that he's designing Lanvin; <laughs> it's that they're doing like they're hedging accident. their bets. Yeah. <laughs> which I, a lot of a lot of places do that sort of like we invited someone to do a capsule thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean you just want their name on it. Like again, it goes back to the thing we've been talking about in the last like six episodes, which is just you need to get somebody cool so that people think you're cool, so that they call you cool so that you are cool and then So that
0: more cool people start to wear you.
1: Yeah. 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 Um oh, so okay, about transparency. So I wrote for a class at Columbia, where I'm going to school, a report, and I thought it'd be much easier than it was, about LVMH, which is, I I assume, the biggest fashion column, but they're bigger than Carrick, right? I think so, yeah. So, as a result, they, they operate in the EU, they operate in New York City, there are laws and standards in both of those countries that require large companies, especially ones within fashion, to report certain things publicly, which are emissions, which are sustainability initiatives if they have publicly announced that they have them, right? So if you say we have an initiative, you need to disclose what it is. You can't just say we have an initiative. Right. And certain things around DEI and employee hiring, things like that, just, you know, good, positive stuff. DEI that being
0: diversity. Equity, equity and inclusion. inclusion.
1: Okay. So we got assigned this report. It was go through and judge a company's greenhouse gas inventory as it has been made publicly available
0: Mm.
1: for better or for worse, right? If it's shit, say that it's shit. If it's great, say that it's great. Like, great. I'll pick LVMH. They're a huge company. They must have very granular data. I looked it up very quickly. You look up LVMH sustainability report. There's one from 2022. It's 160 pages. Like, great. So download it, start reading through it. And I read every single page of those 160. I'm not kidding. And, they commit a lot of time to a uh, land rehabilitation and wildlife preservation they've gone into. They give a lot of lip service about certain initiatives that they're undertaking, but they don't really disclose what they are. They have sort of unclear goals that aren't great. They're like, Hey, you know, we reduced, uh, energy efficiency. I think it was in our buildings exclusively by 8%, which is just like you replaced light bulbs and maybe improved insulation and or heating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I worked in buildings when I was working in Boston. It's it's very easy to increase. So just
0: about everyone works in buildings.
1: <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but so going through the report, things are weird. But that wasn't what I was there for, right? Like I was there to assess their greenhouse gas inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I read through the entire report. And I'm like, surely something was wrong. Because in 160 pages, four pages of the entire thing give data about greenhouse gas emissions, which is crazy. Mm. And it is the red bear. I'm talking like it's not clear what they're reporting on, what they're capturing and what they're not. Do you know what scope one, two, and three are? No. Scope one are uh, direct emissions from, it's usually vehicles that the building, or I'm sorry, the company owns. Scope two are purchased either electricity, purchased utility power and the emissions related to that. And then scope three is like anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, how you manufacture your clothes, uh, shipping those clothes from... China or wherever LVMH produces the majority. Scope 3
0: use. seems like it would be a really big category for them. Exactly.
1: So it's 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 hard to calculate, but there are companies and guidelines that say, okay, obviously it's really tough to get every single, especially if you're a clothing company, every single one of your Scope 3 emissions captured. And yeah. usually a company like LVMH, you'd look for like 95% of their emissions are in Scope 3,
0: mm.
1: which is a lot. But there are companies that are like, all right, here's what you have to report. There's like 16 categories, which are usually the standard. Uh, One of those is even like the emissions associated with your investments. I'm looking through and LVMH makes barely a reference to scope three. They don't define what it is. They don't define what they're capturing and what they're not. And the number is like kind of weird. Do you think because they're a holding company? Yes. Yes. So there are laws around that. So depending on how much, so there's something called equity share. Mm-hmm. And if you own, you can either do it two ways. If you own a majority, so 51% of a company, yeah, you are required to say, uh, part
0: of your emissions.
1: Yeah. That's okay. the entire company essentially, because you are the majority shareholder. You have autonomy over how they make their decisions. You could say, right. Hey, because we're a majority shareholder or you say, Hey, we own 51%. We're responsible for 51% of their emissions.
0: Mm.
1: Great. So, I'm looking through there, and there's not even mention of stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're primary shareholders in X, Y, or Z. We own Hermes, we own um, Bottega. Or I'm sorry, not Bottega, uh, Louis Vuitton, right? Like, it's it's just not clear. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Like, something here is wrong. I read through the entire page or 160 pages again. And they make a small reference to a internal shareholder document. That's supposedly publicly available. And they talk about their CDP, which is climate disclosure program protocol. um, That's supposed to be publicly available. It's not. They lie about their overall grading through the CDP. I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I dig in deeper. There's a page called uh, indicator indexes on their website and they have one table with greenhouse gas emissions. I'm like, all right, it's something a little bit more. And there's a button directly above that says export data. And I'm like, that's weird. Like maybe it's a bigger spreadsheet. I click that and that's the internal shareholder document. Mm. Like that's fucking weird. Like they hit it on their site. Fine. I found it. That's 98 pages. And I read through that and I'm like, it's better, but it's still fucking dog shit. Yeah. And so again, I've been talking now for like seven minutes about this fucking project. The crux of what I'm getting to is LVMH is a company with one tremendous money. Right there. I mean, it's it's, it's, inconceivable Two, a huge amount of influence in the fashion sphere. I think a lot of luxury companies, especially look to them as like the gold standard of how you should be operating your business Mm -hmm. because they're so profitable and because their brands are so revered. And third, they sort of have to be on the cutting edge of this because they own so much. Mm. They incur a lot of risk by having a lot of sort of dominoes all fall at one time. If it's not available And so it's clear that they have the data because it's legally required. And they have somehow legally reported this. Like in 2022, the EU have to.
0: It's like they're meeting like a bare minimum requirement and they have hired someone who knows what the bare minimum requirement is.
1: So, again, the crazy thing is they talk about how they calculated all this. They're like, yeah, we worked through it with a third party verifier. We worked through with a consultant. And you dig into that and it's like the third party consultant we hired internally. And they said it was fine. And the consultant that we had uh, for this was hired. And I was like, okay. And I went through, again, both documents. There's no information about the consultant. Like, it's incredibly shady and it's super weird. And it's all coming out of LVMH, which is, again, like my big point. You'd expect the largest fashion company in the world to have, I mean, even within like an internal shareholder document, some sort of information about this.
0: I think the thing is that, like... People don't really care. And, like, internal shareholders also don't care.
1: Well, so that's another thing that I'm learning a lot about in my classes at Columbia. So environmental risk and emissions data are pretty closely tied. And environmental risk is, I mean, it's an operating risk, right? Like, it's something that will threaten your business. Mm. God forbid you're working with suppliers. is something I learned about Uniqlo. They work in an area that essentially just uses uh, slave labor. Like that's just what they do. Um, and they can't extricate, extricate themselves. It's a whole other issue, partially because they don't want to, cause they want to keep their clothes cheap. Partially because if they did, it would be sort of like condemning the Chinese government, which they make most of their money in China. Why the fuck would you do that as a business, but also don't use slave labor in the first place. Anyway, um, it's a big, risk and especially when it's legally required to have this data on hand even if it's not good it's good to show that you have it Mm. because it shows that you're aware of what risks your brand faces Mm. but they're intentionally covering it up and i don't know why they're doing it because it could be for lack of you know they just want to be like oh you know in the future you know uh
0: do you think shareholders actually care about stuff like that? Or do you think they like, are just like whatever's profitable is good for me?
1: So I think both, I think whatever's profitable is good for me. Yes. But at the same time, how can I continue to make that return on my investment? Right. Hmm. If, if I'm making, let's say I have, you know, a hundred million dollars invested in LVMH and my return on investment, something like 6%, which is, you know, it's fine. But in three years, that's going to disappear. I, I I like I have to be concerned about that, right?
0: That's a sort of like uh like environmental catastrophe awareness I don't picture any like billionaire investor having.
1: But it's not so again, I I'm in a program that's sustainability management and right. there's uh, the ongoing theme is like sustainability is good for companies. Usually companies that are sustainably set up don't use slave labor mm-hmm. are in you know uh, regulation and and governance compliance do better on a long term mm. so like why wouldn't you care about it right and the thing that i'm rapidly learning is like worrying about sustainability is just addressing risk and they, they, like that's, that's just what it is right mm-hmm. so what comes to mind when you see a company like purposefully covering up data and not disclosing it and like playing dumb even though they have it is something's really like wrong mm-hmm. and they're really worried about uh, or they're trying to like get out ahead of it or they're playing dumb for hopes that if they do come under fire, they can be like, Oh, we didn't know like, who, like look at our sustainability report. Like it's 160 pages. If we knew we would have been had it in there, but like, I like, you know, maybe this is me tinfoil hatting it. I think, you know what, what's going on at LVMH? Like why are they, purposefully covering up this much data because mm. it's clear they have it is the is the crazy thing like they pick and choose what they put out
0: i mean uh, a large company like that is bad for the environment correct pretty much it would be very difficult for them to sort of pull up out of that mm-hmm. and they know that yeah and they want to keep that under wraps
1: sure but again As a company like that, you're saying there are so many people who look to us and want our products. Mm -hmm. If not us, then who? Right. So you could say, hey, we're not doing that well. But there's also, again, there's also regulations uh, in the EU that are like, if you make a stated climate goal, which I think LVMH, and this is, again, I wrote this report like two weeks ago. Off the top of my head, they've stated they want to get to net zero emissions emissions in scopes one and two by 2035. So mm-hmm. they've made that pledge. Like they've, you know, however many emissions that is, they've said that they're going to do it, but they provide no evidence that, like, mm-hmm. to the, to the, you know, to support or to the contrary. They provide no baseline. They're just like, it's an 8% reduction from a previous year compared to our baseline. But they don't give the baseline. And legally now in the EU, if you make that claim, you have to support it. Mm. But they're not. And I don't understand why
0: D- those those laws are probably similar to like New York housing laws where they exist. But you just like you can't enforce them. There's like too many loopholes and it's too bureaucratic. And by the time you get around to like doing it, the EU's cracked
1: down pretty hard, though. Mm-hmm. They've they've been like pretty cavalier about like going after people that do shit mm-hmm. like this. Interesting. I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I be, I just think, I think I'm a little more cynical about, like, business people in that Oh, run. yeah, like absolutely. They, no, they're the slimiest people in the world. They don't care. No. As long as it's currently actively profitable. <coughs> yeah. Like, as long as they are making money this year, they're probably, like, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really weird. It's kind of fucked up. Like, mm. I mean, you know, oh, least hot take of all time, but... I don't know. I like, again, I wrote this report about Uniqlo, and they were very aware that they were using slave labor. And they got caught, and both internally and externally, they were like, oh, like, wasawi, like, we didn't know. Like, that was essentially their whole thing, was just like pleading or feigning ignorance. Yeah. And then with one of the companies that currently uses slave labor, they've doubled down and they put out like reports that's like, Actually, everybody at the company like brings their kids, and it's so happy. It's like, are you fucking kidding?
0: The, the it's Sheen called Lou. Oh yeah, it's tool. called
1: Luta, Luthai Textile Co Ltd. Hmm. If you look it up, it's like they've been involved in like Uyghur genocide slash slave labor.
0: When I was at Banana Republic, there was a there was like a I think it was Gap, but there was like a a factory collapsed or something like there oh, was, it was like Bangladesh Rava yeah, Plaza there was like a big and it was like a factory that Gap yep like did a bunch of their manufacturing it in. was
1: Gap and Levi's I think mm. somebody else as well but yes. and
0: they like gave us we had like a training pamphlet on like how to address if people talk to us about it no in the way I don't remember anything from it oh fuck but there was because this was a decade ago yeah but there was like um yeah there was like A pamphlet that was given, not that fucking anyone in Arizona came in (laughs) and was like, hey, aren't you guys the ones with that factory? Um, But like they had a document that was like how to like talk to people about this like huge tragedy in a way that like doesn't shit talk your company.
1: Holy fuck. I mean, I guess you have to do that.
0: Oh my god! I would love to see, and I know it must exist. I would love to see the training document for Yeezy Gap being pulled. Oh, because they like you know there was the uh, obviously Yeezy Gap shit got pulled because he went crazy anti Semitic. <laughs> um, the training document for that, like for like when people come in and are like, Asking "Hey, about it?" Yeah, <laughs> are either like, "Hey, do you have this stuff?" Or like, "Hey, what the fuck is wrong with you guys?" there's probably there is probably a document for it.
1: They cancelled a was it Moala who was supposed to do
0: oh, well, uh, the no.
1: is it is it two w's?
0: I never know how to pronounce that brand. I just read I'm it sorry,
1: however, um it's crazy that they scrapped that creative direction or or avenue for Kanye. I don't
0: know about I know Telfar Gap got scrapped.
1: Oh, was it Telfar that they scrapped for Kanye? Mm-hmm. okay. Maybe yeah, I'm getting them they, flipped.
0: They were like set up to do Telfar Gap. They were set up to do Gelfar. Gelfar. And um
1: <laughs> They were going they were going to be Jewish. <laughs> Gelfar sounds like a super Jewish last name.
0: Gefilte fish. Yeah.
1: Um
0: what is the
1: fish? It's oh it's disgusting. It's it's really not good. It's like a preserved fish. Think like a like a pickled herring, but from your nightmare.
0: Pickled herring from my nightmare. Got it. It's usually um, like jelly ish too. Jelly pickled herring, yeah. From my nightmare.
1: I I can't smell it without feeling nauseous.
0: Cool, that's tight. Yeah, we but I love pickled some. herring. Okay, I don't know anything about pickled. Herring. I've never eaten pickled herring.
1: We should we should go to to Stockholm.
0: Okay, yeah, let's just go to Stockholm. Surely there's nowhere else around here to get pickled herring. Anyways, we'll talk yeah, there about was Gelfar got scrapped. Gelfar. Um, Do you think? I mean,
1: they must be like fucking punting themselves for that, right? I mean, Telfar has exploded.
0: yeah yeah, and like well so the problem is because gap and banana republic and etc are so like bureaucratically like you cannot one specific person cannot be like gotten mad at in those situations i don't think it's just like you know it's like whatever comes down the chain of command and back up it it's like impossible to tell who was specifically like oh we can't do we can't do tell far because we have this like kanye thing um
1: Do you think we're going to see, and this is pure speculation, but do you think we're going to see any brand break out of that mold or, you know, I I won't even say brand, but like old mall brand and just be like, fuck it. Like we're not doing the celebrity, you know, Matt Smith for Paul Smith, Emma Chamberlain for Boohoo, man. Like, you know, do you think we're going to ever see somebody break out of them, break out of that and be like, listen, we're going to actually like try. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just going to fucking...
0: Absolutely not. That's what makes money. Yeah. Names, that's, that is yeah. that is like how fashion culture works. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a... I mean...
1: Pair of Kings, Olivia Rodrigo, coming to a fucking audio soundscape near you.
0: Honestly, yeah, let's do it. Let's get Olivia Rodrigo on here. I think she's cool as shit. Yeah. I think um, she's
1: cool. I just don't like her music.
0: Um, I don't... I mean, I'm trying to think... It's also very like... The thing is that there is like mall brands. Sure. And there are like people who are into fashion and those mall brands are seeing that like this is sort of the newer like this is much more common in kids and in people in general like mm. is being into like fashion and like pop culture and stuff. Yeah. And the only way to reach them because you're you are Gap, you know? Sure. You are like canonically a like mall brand that your mother takes you to, to buy like jeans for school.
1: Yeah. But then why not just
0: spin off? But you, that is them spinning off. You need, but like a, remove your like, name from it. Pull. No, but the, the, you need like, it's like having this like historical, like backing of your name. And then also having like the, like the fun little, like person that gives appeal to it.
1: So, okay. Just to argue, against that just for one the sake of doing it but two because i think it's not a bad idea influencer marketing works right you can get people to talk about anything in any way you want them to yeah essentially why doesn't gap spin off and we'll call it uh no, not gap right they, they make a, a new higher fashion brand called not gap they hire a designer and they pay a bunch of people to be like, "Yo, not Gap." Like, what the fuck is that this? That like, sounds like this an new upstart,
0: insanely expensive, long time before you get return on investments thing. And that is not how, like, the way that like fashion lines are judged is like you could do that and probably it would like it would be profitable in like three years or something. That is, they see like you know you're like higher ups at Gap Inc see this, like, company, and they're like, oh, it's been a year, and all we've done is lost money on it. we got to pull out now.
1: Have I talked about the fucked up thing that Gap does? I'm no. sure it's, it's common. So, I have a friend at school that works, or worked for Gap, and there was a whole tech team, like, a whole, like, IT coding team that was specifically tasked with, like, fucking up the website so that you would accidentally buy more clothes than you intended to. How? So... It's just telling me all sorts of stuff. Like when you would go to add stuff to cart, this is also a couple of years ago, so maybe they've stopped, but I wouldn't actually expect them to, but you'd go to add something to cart and it goes really slow and somebody would click again and then immediately would add two shit like that. Or like when you go to check out, like the numbers are wrong Mm. in the, in the, um, you call it like the plus minus or in your cart, how it says one plus minus and you click minus hoping it'll go to zero and it doesn't remove itself. Like, if people are moving quickly, they're not going to catch it.
0: This sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory.
1: No, it actually is a thing.
0: Does that not just increase the amount of returns you get?
1: Yeah, but it's also gap. Like, if somebody gets an extra $20 shirt, are they going to be like, actually, this one wasn't supposed to come. They'll just, mm. like, hold on to it.
0: Yeah. Funny. Fucked up.
1: It. So, the way she described it is there were existing problems with the website that they intentionally did not fix mm-hmm. and kept that way like removing shit from your cart and there were other ones that were like while something is in your cart the price on the website is jacked up so let's say one t-shirt is $19 when they're actually trying to sell it for 15 and it's in your cart and you'll get like a pop up like oh actually if you get a second one it's 32 or 30 however many two would be for their intended price if you don't it's just at that 19 and you mm-hmm. can't ever get down to that $15 number
0: there was a glitch I found in, uh, it's maybe end clothing, but I think it's something else. A British fashion website. Sure. Where if you put something in your cart. Yeah. In, like you set your country and your money to pounds. Like you set your country to England and your pound, your money to pounds. You put it in your cart, open your cart in another window, go back, <clears throat> change your country to United States and dollars Okay. And then refresh the the checkout page. Yeah. It would give you the Great British Pounds number in dollars. Oh. Which at that time was like one it's like it was like a dollar fifty per pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were saving like thirty percent. Yeah. Um, like I, there was a pair of pants for three hundred dollars and I did it accidentally. Like I just like had opened up a new tab and was oh, looking around okay. in dollars and I already had it in my cart, and I went back and I was like, These are two hundred dollars now. And it like you could just... You oh, and could, it just... It worked. Oh, yeah, and I checked out. And <laughs> they they charged me 200 US dollars.
1: What would be the best... Cur- I guess there aren't a lot of currencies that are worth more than the dollar right now. Could you have paid in, like,
0: yen? Right, so I don't know if you would, like... Um, wait, would that cut the other way around? Yeah, no, you, like... So you'd want... A
1: currency with a higher value of the dollar, right? And yes, you so want dollars,
0: and then you pay in in yen, and it's like it's like a hundred dollars becomes like a hundred yen. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, that would be cool. I don't. But the thing is, it I don't think it works anymore. And then the same, the other thing I, th- I think I, I talked about this on the first episode I was ever in, where um, Lin Le Palais, I put the wrong country code. The correct zip code, but the wrong country. Okay. And they didn't charge me import tax. Oh. Because they're like, like America is a country where they have to include the import tax. Yes. So like they don't.
1: Oh, they charge it.
0: They charge it. They add it into the price. Got it. But I selected some like weird, small.
1: American Samoa. Vanautu. Okay. Uh
0: just like a Vanuatu, small... you mean? Vanuatu?
1: I think so. Okay. I've watched a lot of Survivor. They did a season there.
0: Okay, yes. Yeah, so they <laughs> they I accidentally selected the Survivor Island and they don't put the import fees in there. I think oh, that it's just charged on arrival. <clears throat> or oh. there are none. Okay. So <laughs> what the uh, fuck
1: is this guy in Vanuatu buying Valenciaga <laughs> pants?
0: <laughs> it was my first ever. It was my geobaskets. Oh, nice. My first ever Rick. And so they were like noticeably cheaper nice and i and they shipped ups ships by zip code they didn't care what country name was written nice okay that was also an accident
1: huh i don't know so it's also very funny so talking about weird discounts every time we do no coptober there's some like fucked up thing that happens with discounts mm. that gets a bunch of people out of no coptober like me so yeah so uh, the rules for No Coptober is if you go and you have the intention of purchasing something and the yeah. order gets canceled, you've lost like you've committed to make that purchase.
0: Yeah. Like that is that is no longer your will stopping. You exactly. From buying something. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. I think two years ago, it was the the real real.
0: The hundred dollar thing was in October.
1: That might have been in December. No, it was before. So that was in August. But then something else happened where there was some, like, fucked up code. Yeah. And you could. And I, like, managed to not do it. But some people did, and they got refunded. Then last year was... Oh, fuck. What happened last year? Something happened last year where there was a lot of, like, great stuff up for grabs. Oh, it was the... Um, or no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, fuck. I'll remember it. And then this year was the Balenciaga thing.
0: Yeah. So this year... um. <clears throat> balenciaga accidentally put the employee sale live public to everybody it was a <laughs> it was a menu item it was if you if you open the oh balenciaga really said employee weapon, sale if you open the menu and it was like you know men women seasons about us employee sale and oh, you could no. click on it and it was like everything was like 10 percent of cost they had
1: is that – so is that their wholesale or is it under wholesale? Oh, that's under wholesale. Okay.
0: They had my holy grail of coats. Which was The one? full cashmere maxi coat. I'll show it to you. Maxi coat is the – it is the thing that I have wanted the most. You have a friend at Balenciaga. Why don't you just ask him to
1: – I mean there's probably a limit on how much employees can buy. but They
0: didn't make very many of the first one. Okay. The uh, most of them don't make it to sales very easily. And also like this one didn't go to outlet. Oh. It costs $6,000 retail, even with an employee discount. Yeah. There's no fucking chance.
1: So my two big Balenciaga, I really want this was the seven layer jacket, which no one's getting, no one's getting. And then the alpaca car coat. It's just the big, like the, fucking the, the
0: last types one.
1: Uh, it was a Unifit from two years ago. Yeah, I think that's big. The, sort it's of like drop grayish. shoulder,
0: grayish. So that was in the sale too. It was four hundred dollars. Fuck. But, but yeah, everything got everything refunded. got canceled. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I bought some stuff. I couldn't get to the maxi coat. Uh, so I'm almost glad it got canceled because now I don't have to feel like I missed out on like yeah, yeah, yeah. paying four hundred dollars for my holy fucking grail Did of you say clothing. It was six six thousand originally. yeah.
1: But everything was 10%. I'm
0: estimating, man. <laughs> give me a break.
1: When you say something math phobic and they give you the salt there.
0: <laughs> Don't talk to me about math, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. The, it, it was like, it was crazy. And I, I bought stuff. I obviously, I wasn't doing no cause I know I'm not built like that. <laughs> um,
1: okay. A lot of people are having a really hard time guys. It's it's no clothes for a month. Like it's it's not that hard. It's no clothes oh, or fashion adjacent stuff.
0: Is isn't it also like nothing? Like like I couldn't buy video games. Yeah. Okay. My switch got stolen in London. So, oh yeah. Uh, so I have to buy one of those potentially.
1: But uh, you could just I'll lend you mine for however long you like. I haven't used my switch in fucking two years. No, it's fine.
0: I think I should get one anyways. Um,
1: um, but like it's it's not that hard. Come on now.
0: Yeah, but I'm also like a, I'm a, like, uh, uh, what, I'm, a, I'm a passive clothing shopper. I very rarely seek things out because I have so much clothing already. Yeah. But I have a long list of things I want. Sure, as and do I. And I'm very yeah. rarely ever actually trying to buy them. But what'll happen is that, like, <clears throat> you know, I won't buy any clothes for months. And then out of nowhere, it'll be like, oh, the thing you've been looking for for two years is $50 on the real reel. And I'm like, how yeah. am I going to not buy that? Um, I am now actively, I'm trying to buy stocks, which is weird for me. What do you mean trying? Just go to the store, dude. I did. They were out Oh, of my size. What? Yep. The, so I want, for some reason, I think they're really like picking up right now. I want mink, which is the like golden brown suede Boston's. Oh yeah, uh, it's okay. The ones that always get turned into uh, Chrome Hearts Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really want a pair of those. Um, I went to the store yesterday. No store in New York has my size. There's two possible sizes I could fit. I'm I'm a 41, but they. fit they
1: you should ber- go like a half size down really? Is what i found yeah okay so, so i wear an eight and a half in birkenstocks and i wear nine and a half shoes
0: uh, so i'm a 41 in most shoes actually mm-hmm.
1: i don't know boston sorry i, I will amend well that
0: so my my birkenstocks both of them are the like narrow fit oh because rick make only uses the narrow fit okay um which also in my opinion doesn't look as good the wide fit gives you i don't know it's way I better. so
1: it's interesting I love the look of Birkenstocks when other people are wearing them around when I look down at Birkenstocks it's like what the fuck do I have on my feet
0: that's funny I it's get it. weird
1: they look like clubs yeah, like
0: no that's cool I so I'm a I'm a 41 in the narrow fit and they were a little small on me at first okay yeah I your went your and tried on a I went and tried on a 41 <coughs> in the non narrow fit and they were like huge so I need to size down a whole size. I think so yeah I also have very slim feet.
1: So with the the cork footbed, and this is the way John explained it to me too, when you first get them, your toes will sort of like hit the edge and curl. Yeah. But then they'll just compress down and mm-hmm. it'll be a beautiful little, little perfect fit.
0: don't make the ones I want in fully cork footbed. I have to get the soft footbed, which is like oh. cork and then a slight layer of... But my current Birkenstocks are both...
1: I just don't like the feeling of that.
0: Have I told you about... So I own Rick Birkenstocks. Two pairs of them. Congrats, man.
1: Proud of you. <laughs> Let's go.
0: That's fucking, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm news. talking it's about. a big win. Rick Birkenstocks. <laughs> By the way, my Birkenstocks cost a lot more money. <laughs> they cost $420. That's a weed joke. Really? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, they do cost $420. Really? Yeah. But, okay, uh, the thing is that Birkenstocks don't go on sale because they don't have sale cycles. Yeah. Rick Birkenstocks go on sale and I paid $80 each.
1: You can also find Birkenstocks on sale
0: whatever. So I, <laughs> I, meant to say that. Hopefully I wasn't like a, I'm sorry. All right.
1: Fuck me. I guess I
0: paid $80 each for both pairs of my Birkenstocks. Nice. So like a 30% discount from, from actual Birkenstocks.
1: I paid 54.99 for mine. <laughs> it, it, like look on like Zappos or something. I like would, it's, it's the websites that fashion dudes don't look at. Cause like I'm above shopping on Zappos. Yeah.
0: Like. Um, but the Rick ones because he needs them to look goth or like aesthetically (laughs) like consistent. So like they don't use the cork footbed. They use this like latex and cork one. Oh, okay. Yeah. With a like, with leather on top of it. It sucks. (laughs) I've spent the last three years thinking that Birkenstocks aren't actually that comfortable or thinking like, God damn, these take years to break in. Like I wear those those like bo- my my Rick Bostons around and I'm like, these fucking hurt.
1: I also don't know how Birkenstocks pivoted from being such like everybody it used to be like the butt of every joke. Now they're Same cool. way Crocs did. Yeah, but Crocs was like a nostalgia thing. Birkenstocks were just like people who Crocs go is a
0: nostalgia thing for you because you're a baby.
1: Sure. I, it's weird. I, I, I feel like I remember
0: making fun of Crocs when they started making There're probably
1: people who listen to this podcast who weren't around for the first like run of Crocs, right? Who weren't like oh, sorry. Yeah. Like cognizant, let's be, you know, yeah. discerning oh, here.
0: I remember Crocs being the butt of the joke when they came out. Yes. And then they've had a pivot partially because of like I feel like normcore maybe is the right word here, but like the like acceptance of like like ugly fashion as fashion sure um and like this like post ironic camp shit um but also because of like tactical like collaborations like balenciaga makes crocs now so crocs are really cool
1: i'm trying to think about the uh, so they did beams plus which were cool those yeah. are like the cargo crocs yeah what other ones have they uh, done
0: Salehi Bembry?
1: oh the the fingerprint ones yeah yeah He, I I like the stuff that he makes, but he just goes radio silent for like two years and then Mm -hmm. releases something else. And it's like, oh, cool. And then I forget he exists. And then two years later, it's something else. His
0: weird password protected Crocs website uh, sends me an email every couple of months. Interesting. Have you tried to
1: like brute force it? Just like the password, just no. They
0: send me an email with the password.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Do, I thought it was like, like taunting like, you.
0: No, no. They're <laughs> just like, hey, here's the here's the password to buy buy the fingerprint Crocs. Um, They've done them
1: in like every color now, right? Yeah, that's the point. And then <laughs> some. Yeah. Um, the
0: the okay, the Crocs cowboy boots.
1: Oh yeah, you love those things.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. I so desperately want a pair of those. I will wear them to every single grill party this summer next summer yeah i'm so excited
1: so those come out on what the 23rd
0: 23rd they're expensive 120 right yeah it's not that bad it's expensive for crocs
1: it's expensive for a gag I'll, I'll say it like that yeah it's true it's more than you pay for your rick birkenstocks
0: that is it's more than i paid for my fake dunks oh your funks my funks yeah how much you get those for like 30 bucks no it was like 90 90 for some fake dunks yeah support your local community <laughs> About off the side of the road. Yeah. Um,
1: oh my God. There's a dude up near me that sells the like very fake Jordans. With hell like yeah. Wait, like, is, he,
0: is he in the middle of the median? Like he sets up, you know, there's like the big, the big long roads up so in the So that guy like? has
1: been there, but I didn't see what shoes he was selling. This mm. is the guy he's on. Yeah. So he's up there, and Jordan is not. Jordan never did that move on the shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, You've seen George, that? You've seen yeah. that? Fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. He's like he don't got a single song where he need to be doing that. Yeah,
1: it's it's very clear that that was not Michael Jordan's move. But they're like fake Jordan twelves, tight, and they're kind of sick. I promised my friend I'd get a pair for him for his uh for his birthday. That's tight. Yeah,
0: they're kind of expensive though. Is he trying to pass them off as real Jordans?
1: Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. It's a good time. Uh, let's start wrapping up, Michael, you want to do Song of the week?
0: Ooh, Song of the Week. No, I don't. Let me give me a second to um to find remember what I've been listening to.
1: Uh, I'll go first then. Um what the fuck? Are you serious? I'm getting ads now for podcasters on Spotify. Spotify's done nothing for us. Actually, I love Spotify. Shout out Spotify for podcasters. Anyway, um, I've unfortunately been listening to a lot of Drake.
0: T- new album? No, absolutely okay. new not. New album's kind of mid.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a Drake album.
0: No, but his last few, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about. Jesus Christ.
1: Did you like Scorpion? No. Okay. Did you like uh fuck Certified Lover Boy? Yep. Did you really? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I Certified Lover Boy was pretty good. I liked uh I liked her loss, and I liked... Gosh. honestly never mind. Her loss is the um oh the this Twenty One. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, he's, yeah.
0: He had a, he had a like three album run where I was like, oh, he's getting better again, but, <laughs> but he's not. Nothing beats the like, take care to what a time to be alive yeah. run of albums. And that's just never going to happen.
1: So again, been listening, unfortunately to a lot of Drake. Uh, he has got a great cover of, um, fuck, uh, It's called Things I Forgot to Do, but it's a cover of These Days by Nico from Drake. Oh, really? And it I was I, I found this back in high school. This was my sophomore year. No, junior year of high school that I found it. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Drake is covering Nico. Oh, great. It's a good song. Um, and I'm surprised, but that's not on Spotify. So I'm gonna go with uh Stars Aligned featuring Drake by Magic Jordan. Which is a good song, and I don't know why I've never heard it until now. Probably because Magic Jordan made it and not Drake. Hmm. Yeah, but it's a good song.
0: I'm doing uh, Vin Scully by Earl Sweatshirt and The Alchemist.
1: Is it S C U L O I? It's S V I N S K U L
0: L -L 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 Y. Interesting. So, Earl, you know, since Earl like became an adult and started making like not like edgy teenager music,
1: the Joji arc
0: yeah like granted i i really like doris and i don't like shit and like his like his two albums where he was like still kind of a kid (laughs) he's started moving into this like i don't know what to call it it's like much more like spoken word and like kind of like weird like like tinkly little like like beats that aren't really there yeah um and i don't know if i have the like the like uh artistry within me to enjoy stuff like that just
1: put on a long sleeve white t-shirt underneath a short sleeve black t-shirt you'll be there yeah
0: but <laughs> this one and i like this album i i do like them all but i just don't think i have the like um the i don't think i'm like good enough at understanding music to like i think i'm a little too stupid but <laughs> this song really good i like this one this is my favorite of the like this era of um earl sweatshirt songs so far sick so, there you go
1: yeah so with that we will wrap up this episode of the pair of kings podcast please subscribe comment like the video on youtube follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at pair of kings pod as always everybody i'm your host saul thompson you can find me on instagram at saul thompson i'm joined this week by my co-host
0: i'm michael smith you can find me on instagram at a fantano
1: oh fuck that guy actually really quick funny story there's a guy at yale who looks exactly like anthony fantano there's guys who
0: look like anthony fantano every you cannot leave your house without running into a guy who looks like he would walk
1: around and people would stop him that's so funny it was really funny uh what's his name his name was jack he was really nice anyway thank you so much to everybody for listening and watching the pair of kings podcast we will see you next week with another episode it'll be a guest episode but until then hope you have a great week have a great thursday and as always wear what you like and like what you wear bye everyone bye Why didn't business as usual tomfoolery is planned? That as well. Okay, bye.
0: I heard a dark voice inside of me And I looked round in a state of fright I saw four faces, one mask, a brother from the gutter They looked me up and down
1: the beds and turned to each other